Hey everyone, this is Dylan. I wanted to start off this episode by saying I fucked up. I I forgot to do something. Now, did I forget my wife's birthday or our anniversary? No. Did I forget that this weekend was my dog's birthday? No. Those things pale in comparison to what I forgot to do. I forgot to press record until about halfway through the episode this week. Really screwed the pooch on this one. Thankfully, Joe, who is on the record as not being able to see, noticed that we weren't recording by literally seeing that the recording uh, was just not going. So jury's still out on whether or not he can see But basically, what everyone missed out on, uh, we had talked about the John Moxley going into rehab news, some more fallout from Ring of Honor and their hiatus, and Kyle O'Reilly's contract coming up, and then we got nearly all the way through SummerSlam 1998 before Joe halfway saved the day. So we're going to be talking about that stuff next week, probably going to have an extra long episode next week because of, well, me being a fucking idiot. But we did manage to save the weekly recap, and we also have some, it's not so breaking news anymore because we recorded on Thursday, but at the time was breaking news. And you get to hear our live reactions from all of the WWE releases that happened on Thursday. So, some very, just just a double dose of not so great news on this week's episode. But I will leave you with the weekly recap from this week, plus the breaking news that I just spoke of. So the episode's going to get started right now. started pressing record on our first attempt at this episode uh weekly recap time everyone's uh seems like everyone's a little upset everyone's a little on edge i'm i'm I'm, I'm good because i suck at my job but oops let's start with smackdown (laughs) did y'all end up actually being able to watch the smackdown i know there was some issues with your dvrs well, it was on F- it. it was on FS1, but yeah, it it turns out that they still come out on Hulu. I did not know that. Yeah, it was on Hulu. Yeah, like the so, full the full thing was on Hulu. Yeah, I just had to watch. I had to watch Hulu with ads. I don't pay for. Yeah, yeah. I pay for I pay for poor people Hulu. You're a Hulu <laughs> peasant, like I'm a peacock peasant. Got it. Yep. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, SmackDown. Uh, we started with. 
our favorite kind of match, a contenders championship match between Charlotte Flair and Shotzi Blackheart or uh, Shotzi. Sorry, I forgot. Got some name shortening going on. Obviously, forgot this is the WWE. This is one of my least favorite things WWE does. It's just randomly take away half the damn thing. I hate it. Riddle, Ali, he's Cesaro. Mustafa. He's Mustafa Ali again. Cesaro, I think, is fine. Again, we constantly do this, and half the time we go back on it. I wouldn't be surprised if six months from now he's Matt Riddle again. Fucking Apollo Crews got his name taken away for a little bit. Now he was just Apollo. Trash. Yeah. Nikki ASH. (laughs) Yeah, that still, I feel like that takes more effort to say than Nikki Cross, though. So it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Charlotte. So for once, for once uh, in these champion contenders matches, the challenger loses because normally the challenger just wins and that's how they set up a feud. But obviously, it looks like they're moving towards a Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks. Uh, a feud for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and then Sasha tries to be by Shotzi's side at the end, even though she took a loss, and Shotzi turns on Sasha and kind of beats her up a little bit. Glad to see Shotzi Blackheart getting uh, some time, though, on the show. I was worried when she was picked up on, like, the Talking Smack or Raw Smack Talk, whatever the fuck show it was that she got drafted on. Smack she was talk. doing a loss. Smack Rock Raw Talk. Um, <laughs> raw smack, smack and raw, smack and raw. Um, whatever <laughs> it was, uh, I was worried she was just gonna get thrown down the card, uh, never show up. But she's clearly getting some push here. She's got her heel turn, and I think that will be beneficial to her. Yeah, definitely. I saw this as a funny moment the the Adam Pierce portion where he shows up on like a Zoom call or whatever and is. Um, he pressed record or whoever was recording him pressed record. Uh, and he talks about how uh, he is also fining Brock Lesnar $1 million. So he's channeling his inner Dr. Evil. Yeah. $1 million. I will be fining Brock Lesnar the sum of $1 million. I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. Adam Pierce released the things that were funny. Adam <laughs> Pierce released a, or sent out a photo on Twitter afterwards, and uh, it was him doing the Dr. Evil pose in the same office that he shot the video in. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I did not see that. I just thought of yeah, Dr. I Evil. I just thought of Dr. Evil because he said one million dollars. A- Adam Pierce heel turn. I mean, is, is he a heel now? I don't know. Are we going everyone's I, heel turns? I never uh, I never really liked him to begin with, so he's WWE management, so obviously he has to be a heel at some point. True. Yeah, other things that are funny. What were you going to say, did Chad? You, oh yeah, the other thing that was funny, just the backstage segment later in the night with uh Hit Row and the New Day where the Hit Row did the Wayne's World were not worthy to New Day. It <laughs> yeah. was uh quite enjoyable that whole backstage segment was really good playing off hit row and i don't know is hit row a face group or i guess so right that's now that's what i was thinking when i was watching is i guess their faces yeah i would say right now yeah that backstage segment was awesome 
uh, those six people did a really good job with that backstage segment. And, I mean, obviously, New Day does everything great, but already Hit Row seems to be a positive addition to SmackDown. Yeah, so they they had the, uh, I guess, another, no, a, a knighting ceremony. I almost said they had another coronation of King Woods, but that was the week before. Uh, they had a knighting ceremony for Kofi Kingston, and he is now Sir Kofi Kingston. First uh, of his name. Yep, first of his name, Breaker of Chains, uh, Mother of Dragons, whatever. <laughs> uh, the Hand of the King. And the Hand of the King. Oh, yeah, Hand of the King. Yep. All all those cool little unicorn, Hand of the King lapel pin. Yeah, all those things. Uh, the Usos come out and interrupt them, basically telling them that they run they run SmackDown now with, with Roman Reigns. <laughs> And I just thought this was fucking hilarious because, like, uh, they all start bickering, and then King Woods is like, silence! And he's like, we challenge you to a trial by combat. And you can just hear Kofi in the background being like, yeah, that's a match. That's a match. (laughs) Just the whole time, like, oh, okay. So it's just a regular tag team match. Sweet. (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious. It's like, just in case you didn't know what a trial by combat was, Oh, you didn't know? It's just a wrestling match. <laughs> but the match they had, like all New Day and Uso's matches, was pretty damn good. Another one for their, just to add to their their story. Obviously, commercials in between, and when when you do it on when you do it on television, kind of hurts it. But I thought it was still pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, a revival of the. New Day Uso feud, which led to a match between the two of them in the main event, non title. Yeah, that's what I just said. It was a good match. Oh, sorry. I'm distracted. I'm just making sure that the recording light is lit at the top of the screen. Thanks. That would have been, that would have been sweet to know. Like, I don't know. Hey, that's how I realized hour, you hadn't been recording an hour ago. Yeah. I mean, props uh, to you. We, <laughs> We almost recorded the entire fucking episode without recording. So, uh, not really a whole lot else for this episode. There was the trigger. There was the trigger street fight, which was entertaining at best. I'm not a. I'm not. A, I'm really never a huge fan of those. Like, it's a holiday, so we have to do a street fight and put put a bunch of props at the ring that have to deal with whatever holidays surrounding it. But yeah, the, the, the booking in that match didn't make any sense either because it was like who they had Matt Cap and Riddick or Riddick Moss, Mad Cap, whatever the fuck, and Happy Corbin win the match, but it was only because Carrillo and Garza attacked Shinsuke. It didn't make any sense why those people showed up. Didn't make any sense having Happy Corbin win. Didn't make any sense. The whole match itself was was entertaining to a degree, but the ending was fucking atrocious. Yeah, this I would, is, yeah. I would assume that it's to make Corbin probably the next challenger for the Intercontinental Championship, and but also not make Shinsuke look weak. I don't know. I feel like you could have done that by just having Boogs take the pin, but I yeah. Mean, the then only- what was the point of Carrillo and Garza even being there? If, it, the, it, if they're going for Corbin Shinsuke next, why have those two even show up? It makes the team of it makes the entire team of Shinsuke and Boogs look not look bad because the only reason they lost was because of interference. 
but what are we doing with them? Oh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> nothing. It doesn't make any nothing. sense. That's my point. Probably nothing is what we're doing with them. It, if Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, is the one who takes the title off of, off of Shinsuke, is that his second title reign? Because he had a short U.S. championship reign, right? Yeah. He had a decently long one, remember? Because he, he beat, when he got it, it was right before he won Money in the Bank, and he beat guys like Dean Ambrose routinely in that period of time. So, I mean, it was like a decently long U.S. title reign. But, yeah, I was agreeing. That Sorry. was like Lone was, Wolf. Yeah, I was agreeing that that was like his only title reign so far. I don't I don't think he's had anything yeah. else. Yeah, I think that and the Mind the Bank are the only two things he's ever won. Yeah. Uh, and the WrestleMania 32, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And King uh, of the Ring. They all bring really good points. Yep. You're welcome. He also once won the year-end award for most hated wrestler of the year. He's also a, a however many time Golden Gloves boxing champion. Because they he's pro they, wrestling illustrated's 2019 most hated wrestler of the year, and he's wrestling observer network or net newsletters worst gimmick of 2018. 2018, he's 2018. This constable Baron Corbett worst gimmick of the year. Oh, when he was like half general manager with Alexa Bliss. Yep, I forgot about yep. that. Completely constable. fucking forgot. About yep, that was terrible. He yeah. was. They cannot figure this guy's gimmick Just out. Just another thing that I didn't want to be reminded <laughs> of. He was United States champion for about two months. He won it at Hell in a Cell on October 8th, 2017, and lost it on December 17th to Dolph Ziggler, who eventually vacated it. Oh, remember? I remember that. He, remember? he was oh, yeah. like, put it down was, in the ring and walked out. Yeah, we all thought he was retiring. Yeah. What a weird gimmick that was. Yeah. Speaking of bad gimmicks, happy Corbin. <laughs> I don't mind Happy Corbin. I think it's funny for what it is. Like, I, it's probably one of his better ones so far. I just I miss Lone Wolf. Like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin is why I like Baron Corbin. Yeah, I've I was, always liked Baron Corbin when everyone else hated him because of Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. I was always a big fan of his entrance music. That's yeah, probably you that's weren't really always a big fan. You used to hate it before he before it got words, and then you were like, oh wait, I kind of like this. Yeah, and then it got words, and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> That was really good theme music when he got the words inside the, the long yeah. wolf music. Uh, let's move on to Rampage. Really just like one-ish, 1.5 things from Rampage, I guess. Yeah, I, I actually watched it this week because you said uh, you said that the, the opener was really good. Yeah, Brian Danielson, the opener. yeah, Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston was in the semifinals for the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Fucking awesome match. Danielson is just the fucking best right now. He's unreal in the ring. He's so he good. Probably probably had the most was this the most red-chested Brian Danielson we've ever seen? Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan? I don't know. He's been pretty red. <laughs> I think this might I think this might take the cake though. I mean, this might be the reddest we've ever seen his chest yep, without yeah. bleeding cuz obviously he never bleeds, but except that one time he bled. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that. you actually chose him. I don't even remember what it was for, like what pay per view yeah. it was for. But yeah, those the whole thing, like the the prop bet we have with like if there's blood, who will bleed? Like we found out over the years that like in WWE, Daniel Bryan never fucking bleeds. And then one time I decided to pick him 
and he bled. It was awesome. Probably still didn't win the championship though, because you didn't. Yeah. I suck. You never do. So so Danielson wins the match basically by I think I think it said like by knockout or something like that. He basically had Eddie Kingston in a triangle choke and started elbowing him in the head, and the ref just called for the match. And Kingston was super pissed about it. And they cut to a backstage interview with CM Punk, and then you could just hear Eddie Kingston in the back like screaming lots of curse words and shit and getting a lot of fucks bleeped out and cuts off CM Punk and seems like that now they're going to be heading into a feud. I don't know if they're going to be doing a full gear match. Nothing's really been announced. They are going face to face this week on rampage. Uh, but we'll see. I I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Should be good. It should be okay. Uh, CM Punk matches have just been okay. Yeah, we we kind of talked about Eddie it Kingston also. Yeah, we kind of talked about it and it didn't get reported, but you know, CM Punk matches just okay. Yeah, maybe Eddie we'll Kingston matches also kind of just okay. I think lately they've been pretty good, but that could also just be because of who he's been in the ring with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lance Archer match wasn't very good, but the match against Brian Danielson was good. Against against Miro was good. So I kind of feel like it really cares on his opponent to whether or not it's overly great or not. Right. Like I didn't think the fan, the first round match against Lance Archer was really good. Yeah, I, I didn't even ex- I didn't even expect him to win that match. I was expecting Archer to win, but same. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Raw. Raw was good. Good. Raw was good. It was good. Raw was good. <laughs> Raw was good. Raw was good. Pretty surprising. We've uh, had a couple weeks. I think there was one week where we said it wasn't very good. And I think the exact quote was Dylan said it was fucking awful. And it was really bad. It was the can we coexist week. Oh, yeah. yeah. On either side of that, Raw has been good. Yeah. Raw. yeah cool. And this week, th- this week, there's there's a lot to unload. Lots of fresh matchups. Uh, I mean, number one, Carmelo versus Liv Morgan. Did they have a match? No, it's just they. Carmella faced somebody else. She oh they they faced Nikki, Nikki Ash and oh yeah Rhea that Ripley. was two weeks ago when they did the Carmella Liv Morgan match all over again. Yeah, you big dingus. Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan was shown backstage staring down Becky Lynch after she did a promo, implying that she might be challenging Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship soon. That'd be pretty neat. Fresh. That'd be fresh. Yeah, yeah. Lynch, Becky Lynch and Bel Air started the night for the Raw Women's Championship for a great match. It was very good. Becky Lynch ends up winning that. Uh, I I do think they're they're probably going to move forward with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at Survivor Series just because it's only two weeks away at this point. I don't know. There's always there's always one championship. There's not always generally one championship that changes hands right before Survivor Series. Generally, it's been the WWE Championship with. AJ Styles winning it off a of Jinder Mahal when we almost had a Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, and then uh, Daniel Bryan winning it off of AJ, so we didn't get a rematch. Yep, from the year before. Uh, probably, yeah, the year before. My prediction, if we do have a championship swap, or not not a swap, but like a, a title change before Survivor Series, I'm starting to think we might get a Damian Priest versus Happy Corbin match at Survivor Series. Yeah, 
I, mean, I really hope that doesn't happen. I, I would love to watch Damian Priest for Shinsuke. They are similar fight styles. They have that strong style that I would really like to watch. You know? Yeah, I think that'd be really good. But, but it is a face versus face with dynamics, so you're not wrong. Face versus That's- face, heel versus heel doesn't matter at Survivor Series. We know that. Like, there's usually a face brand and a heel brand. And now that we're on the topic, who do you think is the face brand and the heel brand in this this year's Survivor Series? Like, who do the people want to win? No, just like, so for example, SmackDown when Becky Lynch was the SmackDown Women's Champion and SmackDown invaded Raw and, you know, that whole Nia Jax punching Becky in the face and I mean, causing right, that iconic moment. Right now, all your champions on Raw would get cheered against their competitors. Like Big E would get cheered over Roman. Becky would get cheered over Charlotte. RK Bro would get cheered over the Usos. And Priest would get... Uh, Priest I guess Nak- that one makes sense then, yeah. Priest and Nakamura could go either way, but yeah. Well, I mean, then I guess the, the Nakamura thing makes sense because you would definitely cheer for Damian Priest over Happy Corbin. Yeah. So Raw might be the face brand again? I don't know. Maybe they... I, I mean, it's... it's no, it's a, It would be noble for them to try to have all the faces be... Like the face faces for survivor series to be on raw maybe to try and draw more viewers to it because it's like i think you could sell it and make it work i don't think they're gonna i don't i would say maybe they win some of the matches and get like that one more but i don't think every raw person's gonna win or i don't think you're gonna get like a clean sweep like they've done in the past because i don't think you can book roman reigns losing to biggie fuck no no roman's gonna win that match she's not even put that in fucking sharpie yeah i don't even remember survivor series last year Roman versus Drew. I don't think they did a WWE champion versus Universal last year. I remember last year there was one Roman had a match that wasn't. I thought it was Roman versus Drew because they've had a match before. Yeah, but that was that was at WrestleMania 30 right after Roman came back from cancer. 35. I no, I could have sworn they had a match since Drew has became WWE champion. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre by technical submission in the main event match. Fuck it. Nailed it. First try. Other than Sasha that, Banks defeated Asuka. They're Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business are defeated Sami Zayn. The Street Profits defeated The New Day. <laughs> what a throwback. It was Undertaker's last... It was Undertaker's last go. He like made the appearance. And we, like, oh, yeah. They the, remember that thing? Didn't they like end the night with that? Yeah, it was so bad. It was like uh, like all the old wrestlers came out, and the only person in costume was was Kane, Mayor Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that also the thing where they like Jeff Hardy came out? Also, he was like one of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like it was like what is Jeff Hardy doing out here? It was like Triple H, Kane, Shawn Michaels, like all, uh, these, all these older guys, and then well, I mean, the not Godwins. To Jeff, not to say Jeff Hardy's young, but he was younger than everyone else. Yeah. Well, I think and, the and also, are showing up Godwin showed up. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he was uh, also still wrestling. So, yeah, um, what a what a throwback! This is a great throwback. Yeah, start. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, can we move on now? That was bad yeah. pay per view. That was <laughs> that bad. Was a bad. That was yeah. That was bad. <laughs> uh, uh we were Becky so Lynch. Wrong. Becky Lynch beat Bianca Belair. We had uh, another contenders match for what Joe already mentioned for the, for the women's tag titles. So Carmela and Zelina facing Ripley and 
Nikki. And this time the challengers did win because that's what they do. So they can be the next challengers for the championships. Did you guys notice Zelina's fake British accent? Yeah, she's been doing that. I hate fake accents in wrestling, especially when you know the characters. Like Apollo's? Apollo's, especially Zelina. Seamus tried to do it for like 12 years. Seamus tried to keep that thing up for a really long time. Seamus does not have an accent. Joe, I, I don't know if you've gone back and watched any like early 2010s, but uh, Jamaican Kofi Kingston. Yeah, Jamaican oh, Kofi Kingston is a good example. Wait, <laughs> Seamus is not from Ireland? He is from Ireland. He doesn't have an accent. Watch him on like Total Divas. He just talks like a normal dude. That's a, that's a fake accent. I will not. That's be a fake Irish accent. I will not I'm be going to fa- watch that. Fake news. Okay. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to watch Total Divas now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sorry to let you down. Him and Cesaro have normal fucking voices. <laughs> there was there was a funny quote from Corey Graves just roasting Byron Saxon in that tag team match because Carmella was in it. But uh, talking about obviously talking about how Carmella is the most beautiful woman in WWE. Corey's. Corey Graves tells Saxton, he's like, you've never even spoken to the, to a woman this beautiful without subscribing to her. <laughs> Just fucking roasting him all the time. It's so fucking funny. We had uh, Finn Balor versus Chad Gable, which is a match I didn't know that I wanted until I saw it. Yeah. It was good. Pretty it was good. good. It was. I mean, Chad Gable's underrated as shit. We've been saying that for a long time. Like every wrestling fan's been saying Chad Gable is underrated for a long time. But yeah, that, his... that match really allowed him to be good. Yeah, because it was against Finn Balor, who's also great. Lots like remember his rise in the King of the Ring tournament? How much we want everybody wanted him to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Like he's that has... Shorty G Chad Gable, or was that just that Gable was, or was that it... was before I think that was, was no, I'm, it... I think that was Shorty G. He became Shorty G after he lost to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin gave him the name Shorty G because he lost to Baron Corbin in the finals for King of the Ring. Man, you might be right. I hated Shorty G as a name. That was fucking awful. I mean, yeah, they don't they don't make good names. Like, look at all look at all the names that they're making in NXT right now. Like, most of them are fucking terrible. Okay. Other stuff they had uh, Damian Priest and T Bar had another match, but. It was a rematch from the week before, but they finally did something useful. And instead of just having the same exact match, they added a stipulation to it, made it no DQ to further the rivalry, which is fine. If you're going to do a rematch, do something different with it. Like, especially like if they put on a good match one week, let them take it a little further. I thought it was a good, good use of both guys. Uh, and I thought then, it was a good match too. Like it was a decent match. T Bar had some good moves. They, they beat, they the, beat shit the shit out, out of each other. other. Yeah. T Bar. Yeah. If you saw the picture uh, that Damian Priest, or as he was going by in this match, Damian, the picture he tweeted out afterwards of his stomach after those kendo stick shots. My God. Jesus Christ. His stomach immediately after it. Like, yeah. Woof. But they, they like opened up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apollo Crews came out after the match. It looks like he might be the next challenger for the United States Championship. Just a little, little nugget there. You can't say nugget. <laughs> no, it's a, nug- a nugget of information. 
Damn it. That's a, that's a great conversation that we, that we lost out on. I'm sure we'll talk about it again when we, rec- when we actually record the, yeah. the first part of this episode. <laughs> uh, it was just a practice run. <laughs> but now everything's scripted. We're WWE, not AEW. The AEW scripts. Come on, dude. <laughs> they just do it better. And then we had Big E versus Kevin Owens in the main event. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great match. Uh, that's all I really have to say. It was just a, a good match. Uh, I if you read the Bleacher article, I'm gonna read read you this uh, analysis after after the actual play by play of the match. The analysis says big meaty men slapping meat. That's all Big E wants out of his WWE career, and matches like this will help him live that dream. So we are not the only one who realized the big the big meaty men slapping meat comment. Well, it's because Big E like le- actually said it, yeah. Before, like in the lead up to the him and McIntyre match, yeah. But yeah, Big E won the match, and it's mostly just uh, Seth Rollins got involved, pretty much, yeah. and Kevin Owens kind of apologizes to Big E after the match, saying like he had no idea that Seth Rollins got involved and was trying to apologize to Big E and then Big E just goes full like don't trust anybody mode and just hits Kevin Owens with a big ending. He's like I'm all on my own. Yeah. Which is an interesting angle for Big E. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this like they're just going to turn him into like a badass don't trust anybody sort of thing a la Stone Cold Steve Austin but not quite that. I'm not sure. But an interesting, interesting. an interesting an interesting take on the character well yeah like i said pretty pretty excited to see where where they go with that uh nxt also it wasn't a bad follow-up to hollywood havoc it wasn't quite at the same level but better than than we've seen in nxt 2.0 it definitely it definitely had some not so great moments that's yep, for sure that's true still overusing squash matches like they've got a i know they've got to like show us these new talents before we can like build them deep into storylines and prevent squash matches on the car but there's just too much squash matching going on from start to finish in nxt i feel like there's like six matches a day and three to four of them are squash matches every time i need that number to go the other way around yeah yeah shout out though to cora jade's music i dig it yeah I really enjoy her music. She got squashed. Could not yeah, sing I, it, I, I wasn't talking about the the squash. I was talking about her her entrance music, which I when I was watching, I thought, you know what? I bet Chad really likes this this entrance music too. Is my style of music? Is what you're saying? Yeah, probably. It sounds it's like, like you would. Do. It's kind of like pop punky stuff. Yeah, it's it's less pop punk and more like old school punk. I'll have to I'll have to pay attention next time I hear it. I I couldn't really tell what was going on with it. I will check it out next time. I'll let you know. Yeah, right, I didn't good. I didn't write it down, but I do remember thoroughly enjoying the music. So I will I will agree with you there. Uh, there. I mean, I I don't really have a whole lot of like major stuff from this. It's really yeah. Like, the, the main the, event was the good. main event. So. Uh, <laughs> well, the uh, opening was important because the opening had Mandy Rose. Sup. Coming out and sup. starting to, yeah, sup. And she's out there and she's talking about how great she is and how she's hotter than everyone. And Io Shirai comes out 
which I think will be setting up her first major opponent being an established NXT legend in Io Shirai, which will be fucking good. And we've set up a tag team match for next week with a three of Toxic Attraction versus Io Shirai and Casey and Caden. Yeah, while Zoe, while Zoe Stark is hurt, allegedly. Yeah, she got her ass kicked in that ladder match. I would not be surprised if she actually got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of like when I was because I was watching NXT live this week. I was the first thing I watched this week, and I don't think anyone else was watching. I think I asked you, Chad, if you were watching live, and you were like, "How is it so far?" And I was like, an hour in, and I was like, "We're at three Sid appearances." Oh, I didn't understand that till I just heard it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dylan's girl. <laughs> yeah, he he loves the Ice Age chicks. I might watch Ice Age this week. Get your jollies. Oh, man, you're really into it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, main event was uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus uh, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis, father and son. When was it? On, was it when Johnny was on his way to the ring that we had the stare down? Yeah. It was, yeah, so Tomasa was... Champa starts by doing, like, a little gimmick, and then... Uh, after he does his like speech, he gets interrupted by Carmelo Hayes setting up the match because the main event was already announced. So when Tommaso Ciampa's leaving after the conversation with Carmelo Hayes, Johnny Gargano's music hits, and Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa get the stare down that was the best moment of the week. Just give us one more match. That's all. Yeah. And it looks like they will, even though... Their last match was supposed to be their last match. They literally called it their last match. But this yeah. is this is NXT 2.0, Joe. That's a, it's a different show. That's, that's fair. What, that's what you forget. It's, it's all the last up. match 2.0. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, dude. I would not be surprised if that's how they book it. Uh, is... we got some news that I think we should talk about. Breaking news. WWE just released new released more people. Uh -oh. oh my gosh are you ready you're not gonna be happy i'm not happy i swear to god if odyssey jones is on this list all right you ready oh my god oh my scarlet goodness. and carrying cross what the fuck frankie monet that okay with that doesn't surprise me actually Tony lorkin we've been talking about that for a while eva marie Good. Okay. <laughs> Ember Moon. What? Oh Ember Moon. And Keith Lee. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. Nia Jax? I didn't see it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this. Frankie Monet, That's Ember Moon, Scarlet, Oni Lorcan, Karrion Cross, B Fab, which good. Fab. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw this. Jesse Kamea. What the fuck? Zeta Ramir, Trey Baxter. The Trey Baxter was the one dating uh, Cora Jade. He was oh, the ginger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Lince Dorado. Jeet and Rama Grand just got squashed. Uh, Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, and didn't even know he was signed with the company, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, he was supposed to. He, they kept saying he was going to make a surprise return, 
And uh, he did not ever do that. God, Keith Lee was going to be so fucking awesome in AEW. I'm in shock right now. Breaking. Yeah, there is. That's a really long list of important fucking people. I mean, we knew Lucha House Party was coming up. There's someone that makes sense. Oni Lorcan, Lucha House Party makes sense. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. <laughs> Eva Marie makes sense. Mia Yim and, and Bearcat Lee. It's the, Keith Lee. It's the two couples. Yeah, it's the two couples that hurt. It's Karrion Cross and Scarlett and Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Yeah, All four they of those fucked up so hurt. badly with Karrion Cross. As bad as Karrion you know Cross. Killer Cross. As bad, as bad as Karrion Cross was on the main roster, there was always the potential to break out and be awesome, which I was holding out for. And and, and let's be let's be fair. Car- ki- we're going back. Killer Cross. He had a very short amount of time before he became champ, and then he was injured for a long time. But then he had that fucking awesome NXT Championship run. Yeah, the Fatal Five way they did at the yeah. Inner House. Was yeah. one of the best TV episode fight or other. maybe it was an actual takeover, but it was it one was. of the, like the best takeover matches I remember in the last like two or three years. Was that Fatal Five Way, and then all of those people are gone basically. Every single one of them is fucking gone because it was like when Karen Cross was there, Adam Cole was Adam there. Cole. Yeah, it was like O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, O'Reilly, and Johnny Gargano, right? I guess Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn was there. Yeah, Pete Dunn. Right? That was that was that was the five. Yeah. Wow. Fuck, man. Well, I mean, guess then- Keith Lee hurts because he could have been fucking awesome. That stare down between Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee at Survivor Series that one year NXT was there. And then they had a moment in the Royal Rumble too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when he fucking in pretty close to his debut on Raw, his match with with Randy Orton that he won, but I guess I guess it was a long time coming. Dude, I, I really hope Carolyn Cross goes <sighs> back to Killer Cross and goes back to Impact because Moose is the champion. I can't wait for Moose versus Cross. That would be fucking legit. Oh, I could see Killer Cross going back to Impact. He's definitely going back. <laughs> I could see I don't know where Keith Lee was Keith Lee in Impact before uh before no, NXT. He was uh, PWG. He, I could see him breaking out having great matches in in aw even though aw's roster is already huge fuck me yeah keith lee was a ring of honor and pwg guy so maybe some of these guys are part of the new full ring of honor ring of honor resigns a new roster in april because that'll be after the 90 day clause that would, so. that would be very useful for them it's so weird that they didn't that they would release Oni lurkin and not danny birch that is weird Maybe Danny Birch comes back and goes back to Pete's Dunn team. Well, Pete's Dunn team is Pete's Dunn team. Pete's team, yeah, it's done. Pete Dunn doesn't have a team anymore. <laughs> well, maybe he's going to have a new team. Maybe it's just him and Danny maybe, Birch. Maybe it will be called Pete's Dunn team. Yeah, Pete, because it's just Danny Birch. Because a uh, fucking homeboy got drafted to SmackDown hasn't shown up yet. He's shown up. He had a, he he's done vignettes. Not a lot. Yeah, I will, maybe vignettes. I will say the one other one that surprises me a lot, whether or not, I mean, hater or lover, Nia Jax. Hater. Yeah. Hater. I mean, it's still very, I, still very surprising that they would release her. I'm more upset about Ember Moon. 
Oh, fuck. She's, yeah, I completely we, we completely forgot Amber Moon's on this list. Now, Nia Jax hurt people all the time. We all hated her. We were kind of surprised to see her go, but Amber Moon is on this list. She doesn't... I don't know. The only thing I could say about Amber Moon, and this is not my personal opinion, but she doesn't fit Vince's Vince's idea of a of a woman champion. That's racist. Well, no, I wasn't talking about that. I just mean... <laughs> She she's not like racist she's not that Vince, fucking, not you. Oh no, I wasn't I also wasn't calling him racist. I was just saying like she's not like super skinny. She's got a normal body type. Like doesn't meet Well, Vince's I mean they mold. gave Nia Jax a WrestleMania win, so I don't know if that's really true anymore of how they view women anymore. I mean they also just released her. I mean, yeah, her, Frankie Monet, Amber Moon all got cut, all same kind of Johnny conversation. Impact, I don't know. Yeah. You think Johnny Impact's leaving? Dude, Frankie Monet already posted a tweet. He, she already posted a, a tweet that was like, she seemed shocked by it. So I would not be surprised if when Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Morrison, when he comes back from injury, he doesn't stay. With the company. He was on Raw this He's week. He's been on Raw the last He's not two injured. weeks. When was He's, he on Raw this week? He does he like was, the backstage He was, in a back, he was backstage like doing Zen Zen stuff. Yeah, doing yeah, not yoga, Zen stuff. Oh yeah, it's it's Miz that was hurt. Yeah, yeah, Miz, right. no, Miz, Miz is of, dancing with the stars. Yeah, yeah, I know he's now dancing with the stars. I know. Well, not anymore. Leslie told me he got eliminated. He lost in the last Poor round. Dude, spoilers. Not, not, <laughs> that was another. That he lost that, to JoJo Siwa. Yeah, that was another. Uh, that was another quote from this week's Raw, which uh, I think it was. I think it, it was probably Byron Saxton that says, "We hope that." that the Miz stays in dancing with it, like doesn't get eliminated and dancing with the stars. Cause it keeps them off of raw, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny. Jesus. That's a, that was a hard, that was a hard thing to uh, get interrupted by. I completely lost where we were. Yeah. I'm depressed now. Well, I, mean, I on, couldn't on, hold that in. I didn't want us to like not talk about it on, this on top of, on top of like me forgetting days. to, on top of me forgetting to press record and then doing a nearly an hour of the show and then finding out like, nearly 20 wrestlers get released yeah uh let's not talk about wwe anymore yeah fuck them let's move on to dynamite and get this get this thing over with right uh (sighs) we open with kenny omega versus alan angels which i was not looking forward to at all but kenny omega can i mean like the people say kenny omega could have a a great match with a fucking broomstick like they said about Shawn Michaels back in the day. So I thought this was pretty damn good for what it was. Like there was never any doubt in what the outcome of the match would be, but still very good. Yeah, it was it was a good opener to the show. It was good to take Alan Angels and give him some hype. He's a he's a nightmare factory guy. I found out watching Rhodes to the top this week. Mm. And he was one of the first nightmare factory guys to get signed by AEW. And you've really, always had high hopes for him. You're really big on these uh, reality TV shows. I did, this is the first one I've ever watched. My wife watches the Diva, Total Divas, Total Bellas, and she even watches Ms. and Mrs. The only one I watched was Roads to the Top because it was only six episodes. They were 30 minutes apiece with commercials. So you could force forward them and get them done in 20 minutes. And when we get to the Cody match later on, I want to talk about it again. But he completely acknowledges some stuff that we've been talking about. Interesting. Uh, hangman comes out and 
tries to get physical and Kenny dodges and ducks out of the ring. Then we cut to the CM Punk promo. Go off King. I don't know. One of you said that you wanted to talk about this earlier, earlier when we wanted, when we weren't recording. Yeah. Chad wanted to talk more about it. Oh, the CM Punk vignette. Yeah. Yeah, he basically came out and said at the very beginning that he didn't want anyone to chant his name. He wanted them to chant John Moxley's name because he was uh, so proud that somebody was willing to come out there and say that they needed help in in an industry where males don't say they need help and the wrestlers don't act like they need help because they're supposed to be like big, tough, strong guys all the time. He basically made the crowd chant John Moxley's name instead of his own name during the whole vignette. And it was... It was almost goosebumps because it was just real. It was just CM Punk walking out there being like Phil Brooks and just saying like, I'm really glad for Jonathan Good, you know, AKA John Moxley. I'm glad he's getting help. You know, it just, yeah. it's so rare these days that you get like a real vignette like that, like a promo that just say, takes away from wrestling and just is like real life. And CM Punk's always been the kind of person that could do that well. And that yeah, Def- definitely. I would say this would be a good use of CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then he obviously, and then he, and then he called out Eddie Kingston after that, and they set up the. They're doing like a face to face on Friday at Rampage. Yeah, awesome promo by him. Uh, they had a backstage segment with um, the Elite where they were doing interviews, and then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus kind of interrupt, and they're like, "We don't want any trouble," and then they just start beating the shit out of them. Uh, and it comes out to the the to the stage and jungle boy shows up, does a flip off the stage into the crowd of people. And then Christian gives a fucking concerto to Adam Cole. Fucking deadly. Yeah. It's been a while. I feel like since we've actually seen someone hit a concerto, like I feel like every time edge goes to do it, like he gets stopped or something like that. So, and then, uh, then we had that triple a tag team match. Kalisto. Our boy, the 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 man, the myth, the legend, Kalisto, Samurai Del Sol, is back in wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> this was a a very disjointed like. I don't know. It's just very, it didn't it didn't flow very. It wasn't very fluid. It was entertaining, but like, you could tell that like these guys just like did not have a whole lot of chemistry. I don't know if it was like a language barrier or whatnot. I'm pretty sure that. Kalisto can speak pretty good English. I have no idea who the other guy was. I don't even remember his name. Didn't write it down. Aerostar. Aerostar. So I don't know. But it was for the AAA tag team titles. So they faced uh, FTR. It was entertaining, but yeah, just not a whole lot of chemistry. I thought that was very noticeable watching this match. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. No, I agree. And a lot of the moves also didn't hit well. Like there was a couple of moves that it looked like FTR wasn't expecting and wasn't able to provide the the necessary spot coverage for whatever move it was. So I think it was kind of thrown together at the last minute and then there wasn't time to prepare adequately to make it as good as it could have been. Right. The inner circle got to pick the members that they face from American top team for the five on five Minneapolis street fight that they're doing at full gear. Uh, obviously you get, uh, I forget what Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky's team name is right now, but those two, uh, Junior Dos Santos, some other guy that I can't remember his name, Andre Orlovsky, Andre Orlovsky, and then they picked Dan Lambert, which I thought was fucking hilarious. 
kind of yeah. saw it coming from the beginning. I was, I got, I kind of called it in front of my wife. I thought they were gonna fucking pick Paige Van Zant for a second. <laughs> Legitimately thought they were about to pick Paige Van Zant. The the just a hilarious moment though when she starts to speak up and she was like, "I'll take all five of you on by my like." Uh, or I'll take all five of you on alone. And then they just let that stew for a minute. And Jer- Jericho is finally just like you alone. You want to take all five of us on at the same time. And Even made was, an only fans reference. Yeah. And then he was like, I, he's like, he's like, we could do that. And you could post it to your only fans. <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh my God. Just fucking roasted the shit out of her. Well, I guess she kind of roasted herself. She set herself up big time for that. Uh, And then with the match that was supposed to take place for the night, Orange Cassidy was supposed to take on John Moxley, obviously, like, uh, obviously with the whole him going into rehab, they had to find a new opponent. So it ended up being Miro and Miro won. In like it was like a less than ten minute match. It was fine for what it was, and now we're getting Brian Danielson versus Miro instead of Brian Danielson versus John Moxley at Full Gear. But I'm fine with it. Obviously, Moxley needs to get the help that he needs, and Danielson versus Miro should still be very good. I can't remember any times where they faced each other in WWE, whether or not it was good or not. Yeah, I, we did kind of. Sorry, we got you. No, I. I'd... I don't really remember um, a Miro versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm sure I mean, they did. I just don't think it was memorable. Maybe the early 2010s, but I can't think of anything from like 2015 on. Well, Rusev didn't come around till like 2014. And then oh. and Daniel Bryan was in the main event scene and he was not. And then 2015, 2016, Daniel Bryan retired. I Googled it and actually got one I remembered. Do you remember when Rusev Day was at its height of its popularity and they did Money in the Bank qualifying matches and Rusev beat Daniel Bryan for a spot in the Money in the Bank and everyone was like, that was unexpected. And everyone thought Rusev Day was going to win Money in the Bank 2018. And then he didn't. I don't and remember. I don't remember that match. I do remember Rusev Day and thinking that he was going to win the Money in the Bank though. A Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles versus Rusev and Aiden English? Definitely don't remember that. What the fuck? Huh. Beats me. And then I think one thing I skipped over, the TBS uh, championship first round had Anna Jay taking on. Oh, yeah, the host championship. Uh, Anna Jay taking on Jamie Hayter, and Jamie Hayter won. Wasn't really expecting that. I was kind of expecting Anna Jay to win here. But. I think that's just going to set up heel versus face dynamics throughout the rest of the tournament. Uh, that Anna Jay one would have put a lot of... Yeah, because it, it would have been Anna Jay versus... Just under Rosa. Under Rosa. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah. we uh, What we didn't talk about is uh, Cody had a match against Andrade El Idolo right before the main event. Oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I, wrote, I wrote that down and... Comp- yeah, that's what I skipped. Yeah, the the match featured FTR's involvement, getting involved in uh, hitting uh, Cody with the Triple A titles, uh, which caused Andrade to 
win the match. Um, but so on the same topic as Cody Rhodes, in the last episode of Rhodes to the Top, he basically acknowledged that the fans hate him and he's going through like a lot of internal stress and issues because the fans don't cheer for him and they boo him. And that kind of led into last week's thing. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking cry, baby. Yeah, and he talks about it a lot in the last episode. And then he had that promo last week where he was like, I will never turn. And we all knew what he meant. Um, because the episode, the last episode rose to the top aired that same night. So like it was in conjunction with that okay. whole thing. Um and then this week, I think he was expecting to come out to a lot more face or a lot more crowd on his side and no, they booed him even more when Andrade won the crowd popped. They were so excited. Andrade won that match. Yeah. Why, why would you expect, like, why would he expect to be cheered after that promo last week? I have I, no idea. I feel like his character is taking on like full on Homelander, like the general public, like you, you would think like the general public, like really likes this guy, but like deep down, or I guess it's kind of the opposite. Like deep down, he wants everyone to hate him. But the general public, or deep down, he wants everyone to like him, but the general public doesn't. Whereas, like, Homelander in the show, like, the general public loves him, but deep down, you, as you're watching the show, you know you should hate him. It's like the exact opposite of each other. And then with him coming to the ring looking like fucking Homelander, it's just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, and that guy's the, the really whiny guy at this point, and it's, it's not helping his case at all. Yeah. Oh, the boys. That's what you're talking Do about. You not watch the boys, Joe? I haven't. I'd like. I haven't watched the newest season. Ooh, highly recommend. Uh, but that is it for this week. So next week, we're gonna have the last AEW Dynamite and Rampage to talk about before Full Gear next Saturday. Next week's episode will be coming out on Saturday before full gear so you can hear our predictions the three of you that are listening and yeah no retro beer ratings next week because we have those predictions and then we'll have some more recap and probably some more fallout from all these releases that we just learned about and probably the reactions from the wrestlers finding out right when we did very unfortunate stuff as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestlepod we have been the drunk dudes dylan chad and joe and we will catch you on down the road i was thinking about